Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and today we're talking about our summer plans. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So it's summertime, or almost summertime, here in New York. It is. Uh, we are in kind of the beginning of June as we're recording this, and uh, we're winding down the school year. We still, you know, in New York, schools go to just about the end of June. Yeah, June 26th. Yeah. So we still have a little time left. So we're making our summer plans, typically. We plan ahead. We, you know, book flights to Texas and spend our kid. Sometimes we stay here and our kids go to Texas and we're kind of figuring it out. Our kids are eight and 10 years old. And so uh, we had actually planned on them going to Texas without us and us having some time here. And then quarantine hit. And then we kind of, I got to a point where I was like, I think we're stuck here, you know, and I say stuck, yeah, yeah stuck here uh, through the yeah. summer. And I, I, we canceled our flights and just kind of waited it out. So, it's now beginning of June, middle of June, and we do have kind of some summer plans. Yeah, so, I mean, just like what you said, we had all of our plans. We even had flights and everything um, that we booked in the beginning of March, maybe the end of February, beginning of March. Um, We thought we were being proactive, getting the best deals, and then, yeah, coronavirus hit, and we canceled our flights. Um, And then, just like you said, we weren't sure what was going to happen. And the kids were sad because, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, we aren't here with any family. So summer is really our time for them to get cousin time and just play and let loose and have, you know, that bonding time with cousins. And so the girls were sad and we were sad not to get to see family. Um, But we really had to take it day by day. And it seemed like, I guess it was probably the end of May each day seemed to bring a new change and Texas started to open up first. And so we were kind of watching them uh, cautiously to see how it was going. Um, And to be honest, our friends and family in Texas have had a completely different experience with coronavirus than we have had here. And so they were much more like, yeah, come, you're good. You know, it'll be fine. And we were more hesitant um, just because We've had a different experience with it. And I hesitate to use the word a traumatic experience, um, but in some ways it was. You know, we heard sirens um, all the time. We heard helicopters outside. Um, We knew people who had it. We knew people who passed away from it. Um, And so it was just, it was very heavy here, and the atmosphere was very, very heavy. But our friends and family in Texas were optimistic, and so we kind of watched day day in and day out. At first, there were no nonstop flights between here and Texas. Um, and so that was a deal breaker for us because if we were going to fly, we didn't want to stop in multiple airports yep. <clears throat> because <clears throat> we felt that that increased our chances of coming in contact with people who had it. But then honestly, since we've been in New York City, we didn't want to be the carriers out to everybody else. So it was sometimes less about us getting it than us passing it to people. Um, And so then finally we saw that Southwest had one nonstop flight a day that goes from LaGuardia to Um, hobby Hobby. in Houston. It's a nonstop and it's at 630 in the morning. So it's before anybody really gets to the airport. It's a nonstop. We get to Houston by 930. And so we kind of looked at that and said, okay, so that's that's one step in the right direction um, with that nonstop flight. 
But at that point, Texas still had a 14-day mandatory quarantine. Yep. And what we were hearing from people is that they took down your information and the uh, DPS was stopping by the address that you put down to make sure that you were there for, for 14 days. And we really didn't feel like that was that we'd be able to do that very well. Right. Either we'd have to quarantine with another with family members and they couldn't go anywhere and they couldn't go to work and they would have to have vacation days or work from home days, which might be difficult. Or we'd have to rent a house, which would be expensive Mm -hmm. and we'd have to spend a large sum of money. So then that was a barrier there. And then the next day, the Texas governor decided the 14 day quarantine was over and that anybody coming into Texas could live their lives. And so that's when we said, okay, we've got a nonstop flight. We don't have to quarantine. Um, things in Texas seem to be going okay. And let's book a flight. Yeah. <laughs> One way. Yep. That's the thing. And just to be clear, while we're, we don't have to quarantine, we are, uh, yes. are going to be cautious. You know, like we're not right. like, okay, we're out of New York and we're going to just uh, go and eat at all the restaurants and go do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We're still going to semi-quarantine. Uh, just for the sake of ourselves and our family. Uh, but we're not going to, you know, radically do it over 14 days. And we don't, don't have to have a DPS officer come check in on us uh, on a daily basis. So it's it gives us a bit more freedom. And, and we understand a lot more now. And I think everybody is, is beginning to understand a lot more. And so our comfort level is increasing. I'll, I'll admit that I'm still nervous to get on an airplane and still nervous of being because we've been so so good about quarantining, you know, yeah. and, and, and taking the time to be, to minimize any time outside and the kids have done so well. Uh, but it's a huge change. It is huge. And, but we're excited to, you know, uh, I think as we shared, we live in a small apartment, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, our kids have been in a small apartment and, uh, in Texas, there's lots of space and there's lots of swimming pools and, uh, lots of things for them to do outside. Yeah. And I think that was one of the main things, obviously this is something that we do every year. So, um, it's kind of a tradition, if you will, for the kids and for us and for our families. And so, but leaving the city, especially at this time, like it kind of pulls at my heartstrings a little bit because I love this city and yeah. I don't want to leave it. I don't want to feel like I left it in a time of need or that I could do something while I was here. But the truth is all of our city pools are going to be closed. The museums are not opening up for a while. Mm-hmm. There just won't be much for the kids to do um, yeah. here. I mean, we could, we'll come up with things when we come back, but um, we just felt like being with family at this time was important for us. So yeah. we, but we don't know when we're coming back. Yeah. Um, and you're a planner. I'm a planner and that, yeah. that's hard. Um, so we have some ideas um, and we'll talk about that in a second, but let's talk about first, we're going to go to Houston first because yep. Nil's sister is there with her husband and her three kids. Yep. Um, and then Nil's dad and stepmom live not too far away in yep. um, a town just about an hour and a half away. And then yep. his mom lives there yep. as well. So we'll kind of see his side of the family yep. while we're there. We'll stay there for about three weeks. Yep. And then we will head down to San Antonio where my family is. Um, we'll stay with my parents. My sister and her husband and their daughter live uh, about 20 minutes away from there. Your grandmother lives about 45 minutes away. Yep. Your aunt and her family live 
close by, so we'll see another yep. side of the family, which will be nice. So we'll have about three weeks there. Yep. And then we don't have a return flight back. And a lot of people are saying or asking us, are you not coming back to New York City? And that's definitely not the case. We are coming back. All of our stuff is here. We have another year um, you know, 10 months on our lease. So we are coming back. Um, I think the reason that we don't have a return flight yet is because we don't know what New York City is going to look like. So do we want to come back during a second wave? And the answer to that would be no. Like if there is a second wave, we have no idea. And just like things changed every single day leading up to buying this ticket to go to Texas, I kind of feel like every single day something is going to change on our way back. So right now we're thinking the beginning of August-ish, but we're also thinking about maybe getting a car and driving back up Yep. just for the fun of it. I mean, we're not in a hurry to get back. We said that schools didn't get out here until June 26th. They don't start again until after Labor Day. So we've got until the, I think it's like September 13th. Yep. Um, and actually, we're going to talk about schools on the next podcast because that's a whole other issue that we aren't <laughs> going to get into right now. Uh, we may even have more time than September 13th. But, yeah, so we may get a car and stop along the way, do New Orleans and Gulf Shores and visit some friends in Atlanta, Charleston, Virginia Beach, um, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and back here. Yep. And kind of make two or three weeks out of it and just – Take our time. Yep. And when I say Katie's a planner, you can tell that she's actually even planned out a possible, uh, you <laughs> I know, have, I have a plan. Back. Plan A, plan B, plan C. Yes. Yeah. So we'll there, see. there are some plans, but it's they're open-handed plans. And honestly, until yeah. we get on that airplane uh, on Saturday, um, you know, I'm, I'm still curious whether it will even happen because things are changing every day. I think it's going to happen. All, all signs point to that things are continuing to head in the right direction and we're in stage one here in New York right now. And, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to get out of the city for a little while, but only for a little while. And, uh, and, and then we will be excited to be back and we cannot be, we cannot wait to be a part of, uh, the recovery of New York city from this. And, uh, it is, I'm grateful that we stayed as long as we have. I'm grateful that we, I mean, this has been a special time for our family. It's been an important time too with, with everything going on too, with the protesting. And, uh, this is a historic moment for our world, uh, in our country and and us being right in the center of it, I think was important and and valuable. And, uh, we're, we're excited about being back and being a part of all that will come because it's not going to just, go back to normal uh, in a couple weeks. It's going to be uh, a long return to normal. Yeah, and I think, you know, I said it was a traumatic experience, and it was, but we did our best to create a really um, comforting and homey and nurturing environment within our four walls of our apartment. So I don't think that the girls saw it as a traumatic experience. Um, It was something different from for them. But because we were able to keep it so warm and um, uplifting and positive inside of our apartment, we were still, they were still able to experience um, like some of the protesting outside of our window and the ambulance and stuff. So I do think that the girls really grew during this time as people mm-hmm. because I think that 
they saw enough, not too much to where it will be scarring to them, but they saw enough to make them better people, yep. to understand sickness and illness and that we need to love um, our neighbors and you know the sign that we made on the window that says you are loved. I think mm-hmm. they understood that, portraying that and, and giving that to our neighbors and they saw the protest and saw how you can raise your voice. So um, I think that seeing New York City from outside our apartment windows during this time is something I would never change or take away from them because I think in years to come we're going to see how they grew from this and how they became better people and how they they became more empathetic and how they became um, empowered to raise their voice because of what they've seen Um, and so I'm proud of the way that we have handled this and a lot of other families here too Um, yeah so I, I wouldn't change I wouldn't change any of this but it will be nice to now spread our wings and let the kids run free for a little bit without any worries or any cares. Yep. So, and before we wrap up this podcast, one thing that did happen uh, this last weekend that was unique is Emery, our 10 year old had her first social distance play date. So that was interesting. It was, um, her friend, which is so interesting because her friend, her best friend lives on the fourth floor here and they have not seen each other since March, since all of this happened because like we said, not only are we taking quarantine seriously, but everybody else is too. Yeah. So they didn't want to, we didn't mingle at all, <laughs> um, yeah. even though we were just a few floors away from each other. Um, but her mom called and said, hey, we're going to ride our scooters in the park. Would Emery want to come with us? And I said, yeah, you're like, I think we can, we can do that now. We'll stay, stay distance. They'll have their masks on and they'll go play. Um, and surprisingly, Emery was a little bit nervous. Yeah. And she's our outgoing one. She's our yes. extrovert who yes. never gets nervous about those kinds of, well, usually doesn't get nervous about those kinds of things, especially yep. with her best friend who she yep. talks to on the phone every day. Yep. Even when she said like, you know, cause we said, oh, it's, it's been like months since you played with her. She's like, no, we played together two hours ago. Yeah. You know, to them, like the online back and forth is real. Yes. Yeah. But she still was still, yeah. still nervous she about was. going. Yeah. To actually hang out in person. Yeah. And so it'll be really interesting to see when they get with cousins. Yep. Especially Shelby, who is more introverted. And she really hasn't... I feel like second graders aren't on the phone and on texting and all that kind of stuff with friends as much as our fourth grader is. Yeah. And so she really hasn't had the same kind of connection that Emery has. So I'll be really interested to see how it affects her. Yep all of a sudden going from the four of us and seeing friends on Zoom to full-on cousins in the pool, craziness, yep. everything. Yep. And I thought you were going to share that we actually got the antibody test. Yeah, but we'll talk about that on another podcast. Okay. All okay. right. So thanks for listening. To If you want to stay connected to us and follow our summer journey, the best way to do that is on Katie's Instagram. So make sure you go follow her at coming to NYC. And then you can also listen to all of our other podcasts and get all kinds of other stuff on our website, coming to newyorkcity.com. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you on the next episode.